cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And just want to say this uh, war that we're in, this civil war, this global war, this war between nationalism and globalism, or really it's it's a war against globalism, no matter where you stand no matter where you stand, because these globalists are worse than the communists from the 70s, from the 60s. When we would uh, go over to Vietnam to stop the spread of communism, what what we're faced with now is worse. It's, it's, It's fundamentally worse. Because it was more contained back then. Now they're using all kinds of systems. These smartphones have become control phones. And they're controlling us in every way. But it's not just it's not just this battlefield that we're faced with here, the the one we can see. The one in Ukraine between Russia and Ukraine. And you peel that onion and you you basically could see what the globalists are doing there. You could see the censorship, the same people that are behind the censorship here are the people that are behind the censorship there. That Putin is really, although Putin is getting what he wants and Putin is winning this war, and and all kinds of unintended consequences are going to be happening, and that's going to shape up to be the new world order of things, it gets beyond that. It goes beyond that. Because it's, you, you, we've all heard the expression 3D chess, 4D chess, four-dimensional, three-dimensional chess. Well, that is in fact what we're doing right now. We're waging a war, we're in a war that's three-dimensional. Because it's not just about 
the emerging new world order. And the, you got the puppet masters and the puppets and everybody's taking a turn being the puppeteer and and being the puppet. And you get faces up at the top like a Joe Biden that's just, he's a clown. This guy has no clue what's going on. A guy that cannot string sentences together, the guy that just completely makes a fool out of himself, but yet whose water is carried by the mainstream media. It just it just simply means that you could be anything. You could be a vegetable, and somehow that vegetable would be a brilliant vegetable. And I'm not talking about a vegetable in terms of a clinical, clinically ill patient. I, I'm literally talking about an eggplant. I'm talking about you could put any object up there. At this point, I, I think that there's no doubt about it. that You could stick a peach up there, an orange or a banana, and put that in the White House. And with the apparatus that's in place right now to protect that, You you are you are going to end up with a brilliant banana. Somehow, if that's yeah, and that banana would get a vote. <laughs> I was looking at the Rasmussen polls yesterday that came out comparing Biden with Obama. Now remember when Obama in his first salvo in the wake of the two thousand ten Obamacare. He got crushed, and then he got crushed again in 2014. Here's the most popular president in the world, and somehow they can't win the midterms. Either they're not rigging those midterms, they're not rigging them, or somehow voters just... I I, I think it's the rigging mechanisms that don't come out to play in the midterms. And I think that they are this time. And the reason why I think that they are this time is because of what happened over at the Gridiron Club in D.C., where 72 people took ill. And all these people got COVID. And Adam Schiff and Jackie Spire, who was part of the Jonestown massacre. Uh, But she's a California congresswoman. Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Jackie Spire, all Californians. They've been thrice vaccinated. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, that's just about as bad as de Blasio. And breaking all kinds of promises. And guess what? They're thrice vaccinated. Thrice. Thrice vaccinated. I never even really used that word in my life until I heard a bunch of people say, yeah, I'm thrice vaccinated. And then they fall, they fall to the stage. They collapse. You know, it's absolutely crazy. You know, you got people like uh, tennis stars like Djokovic that can't travel because he cares about what he puts in his body. There's a lot of athletes for uh, medical freedom that are uh, Olympic athletes that are being forced to either take a jab. And these are people that spend every day eating organically, whether they're liberal or Republican. <clears throat> it doesn't even matter. I know this one wrestler who's an Olympic uh, world champion 
and he uh, he's from Cornell. He's a liberal. I think he might be a liberal. And he cares. He has a compost. You know, he composts his food, you know, his, his waste. Uh, he takes in, he takes it very seriously what he puts in his body. Everything is organic. His wife is an organic expert. And next thing you know, he's being told he's got to put a jab in his arm by the USA uh, Olympic teams. And if he doesn't, he's, he's not going to be able to compete. He's worked his whole life. And now he's going to be told to either put this poison in his arm, this unknown foreign subject substance. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's poison or not. But I don't know what it is. And all I know is it's kind of suspicious when Pfizer wants to make you wait 75 years in order to uh, actually disclose what's in their product, especially when you have these people with enlarged hearts and myocarditis and all these other things talking about it. And it makes you concerned. What's it going to do to our reproductive organs? The same people that are advancing the notion of death panels, that are advancing uh, population controls, the same people that will tell you that a man can have a baby or that women are uh, trans men or are equal to women or somehow can compete with women. You know, all these weird things about trans and cisgender and transgender and all kinds of stuff being taught to five-year-olds. These are the same people that want to run over your face with a horse if you honk your horn too loud, like Justin Trudeau did to his citizens in Canada, in Ottawa, or lock up the J6 people for protesting an election that was totally total fraud. Like, we're not even allowed to complain. And now, you know, Putin, we knew he was coming. He put $150 billion worth of stuff around Ukraine. We knew that he was serious. And all of a sudden, we're like shocked that he not only invested in that money, not only does he have a track record of invading Ukraine after a Winter Olympics like he did in Sochi when he went to Crimea, or like when he went to Georgia. No. We act like we're surprised. Just like uh, they act like they're surprised about Afghanistan and all these other things that they're screwing up. But I believe it's on purpose. I don't think that they're that stupid. I, I think that the Biden is out to lunch. He's a vegetable. But I think that there's a lot of globalists in play, in power. And what we're seeing is an opportunity after opportunity. And this war and this conflict are three-dimensional. And what do I mean by three-dimensional? And like I say in my open there, what I'm saying is we're not fighting the war that's in front of us now. We're not just fighting the war that's in front of us. We're not just fighting the war. We are in addition to fighting that war. We now have to fight a war for our future. And what's future? The reason why they want to indoctrinate your children 
is because they're waging a war on the future. It's not just about today's landscape. It's about tomorrow's landscape. And the new battles and the new advantages and the new benefits that they're going to have. Just like back in the 60s, after all the great things that the Republicans did for the black people in society, all the great things that the Republicans did, whether it's Lincoln and his Emancipation of Proclamation, whether it was um, the fact that Democrats were the ones that were standing up for segregation like George Wallace in Alabama, governor, Democrat, wouldn't let integration happen. And it was the Republicans that actually passed the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments that allowed black people the right to vote and black, black people to be citizens and to be a whole person, not a three-fifths of a man person. And it was the Republicans that did all of that. It was the Democrats that wrote the Jim Crow laws, the local and state Democrat officials who wrote the guidelines, just like they're doing with COVID today. They can't pass them as laws, so they're writing guidelines. And and in fact, this Massey guy uh, uh, was basically saying, you know, Congress passes laws. It's Congress that passes the laws. It's not Joe Biden, but he's writing one executive order after another, just like Obama did. Because they can't work with Congress. But this three-dimensional war, they're trying to impact what your five-year-old thinks, feels, and believes to the point where if you're a Republican, if you're a conservative that believes in smaller government, you're never going to fly. That's never going to fly with tomorrow's generation. If the Democrats today can get their dirty little hooks into your child's brain and manipulate their minds into thinking that up is down and black is white and whatever, that somehow cisgender and transgender and and homosexuality, and they're doing it like the Obamas took over Netflix, and now it's become a, a, a joke. Oh, yeah, Netflix has to check all the boxes. I can't tell you. I'm watching a period piece in a series, whether it's The Gilded Age or whether it's um, Hollywood in the 50s. There's different series. And all of a sudden, half the show is about an interracial gay couple. And I'm like, that was not flying around that much in the 50s. Trust me. It's like 4% today. It was less in in the 40s and 50s. In the golden age, the gilded age. I don't know. I mean, it did exist, I guess. And that's fine. You know, it's fine. I think we've come a long way and say, hey, we're good with it. You know, Whatever is good for you, it's good for you. But to actually become a piranha and want to eat the flesh off my arm and want me to pay you for it in terms of being a political weapon, again, it's the Democrats trying to buy these voter blocks. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're buying voter blocks with your money. While they chip away at your right to go to church, they are emboldening Black Lives Matter, Antifa, LBGTQ, and trans as ironclad voter blocks that won't be denied. The other part is of our future 
our future voter is our illegal migrants. And the other part of the future elements of society who vote, whose vote counts the same as yours, are the refugees. So let's screw up Afghanistan, get all the refugees, and it improves our odds of winning elections in, say, Wisconsin in the future. So it's not just about us fighting this war today. It's about fighting the wars of tomorrow today. That's three-dimensional. That's four-dimensional. That is a real problem. And again, if you don't stamp it out when it's just an ash, it's going to become a forest fire and it's going to burn the whole damn house down. And that's a, that's a real problem. Do not, do not treat this any differently than if it were a match sitting near some paper in an office. Put that thing out now. Or it's going to destroy your home. It's the best metaphor you can ever give it. I wrote this. I said, Democrats will stop at nothing to gain power to advance their radical agenda. It's not enough to light this. It's not enough to fight the struggle of today. We are forced into battle to save the remains of our future as children, open border migrants and refugees and a new world order are part of this new constant struggle. They're crushing us financially. They're crushing us on purpose. You cannot tell me. You know, I'm I'm reading this uh, these different uh, reports because you know inflation, right? It's a big thing, right? Inf- the, the the inflation, and they want to blame Biden, right? So let's take a listen to how they're blaming Biden. I think it's a joke. How they think they can get away with all this stuff is it's simply because they get away with it. They've gotten away with it in the past, right? That's exactly what they do. They just get away with the pack of lies. They lie to you. Like Fauci, just how could you be so stupid and so wrong all the time? And yet he's still the person that the left is in love with. I think it's because the left likes stupidity. They embrace it. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel more powerful. I have no idea what's driving them. But let's take a listen to Jen Psaki real quick before we get to this some some statistics. And uh, so this is Jen Psaki. It says here, I focus on data, right? This uh, unusual whales tweeted this out. So it is important uh, the right info goes out. Saki previously said in March that month-to-month inflation was down. And she's basically saying month-to-month inflation has been going down per month. But this is false because in August it was 5.3. September was 5.4. October was 6.2. November 6.8. December it was 7%. January it's 7.5%. February it's 7.9%. Guess what? We're going to get the inflation report during this show. And guess what? 
it's not going to be pretty. I guarantee you it's going to be in the well into the eights. It's going to be the highest inflation we've seen in our lifetimes. Let's take a listen. What specific can you point to that has worked to bring down inflation? Well, uh, there are a number of steps we've taken. If you've seen, if you compare month to month, we've seen inflationary pressure or inflationary numbers go down month to month. What specific- so, so that was a lie, right? That's a lie right there. And then what we're going to say, see, is this. We're going to see, um, we expect March inflation, headline inflation, to be extraordinary, elevated, extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. So now we know how they're blaming it. Let's, let's take a listen. So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month. Um, but we expect March CPA, CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. And we expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets. So core infl- inflation doesn't include energy and food prices. Uh, headline inflation does. And of course, we know that core inflation, you know, energy, the impact of energy, of course, on oil prices, gas prices, we expect that to uh, continue to reflect what we've seen uh, the increases be over the course of this invasion. And just as an example, since President Putin's military buildup accelerated in January, average gas prices are up more than 80 cents. Most of the increase in, uh, occurred in the month of March, and at times gas prices were more than a dollar above pre-invasion level. So that roughly 25% increase in gas prices will drive tomorrow's inflation reading. And certainly it's not a surprise to us, but we certainly think it will be reflected. She sounds like she's in control, right? She sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Just at some point, it uh, it it just it just does. It it sounds like a bunch of mumbo jumbo. And for people who don't care, uh, they're just going to believe that oh, it's Putin. And if you ask these these liberals out there, you know who basically are sheeple. They're not people. They're sheeple. Um, they'll just, yeah, it's Putin. Yeah, that's what I've been told, you know. But we got to know who to blame here. Now, when Biden took over in the White House and his team of bandits, his puppet masters, started running the show, inflation was way down. It's a graph. And, uh, yeah. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. This was gas prices. Gas prices. So they were talking about gas prices, and there was, it was just way down. It was in the buck and a $52 range. Uh, as an aggregate, it was, it was way down. And then Biden sworn in as POTUS, and it, it went up in anticipation of Biden, and then after Biden uh, shut down the Keystone Pipeline construction and the promise of the Keystone Pipeline was halted. And we now then knew that we were not going to be energy independent, that fracking was going to be shut down and that, you know, that the supply chains were going to be not have a future. Then the investments dried up. <clears throat> and so... Uh, 
that infected that affected supply chain. But this person writes, so according to uh, you who wrote posted this report, this graph says, according to you, before he even took office, just him getting elected caused gas prices to rise. And I would say, yeah, that's that is the case. This person, I think, is being skeptical here, but I'm saying, yeah, no, definitely. But hello from the oil field. You can look through my post, History, to find the answer, which is way too complex for a tweet. Spoiler, prices are high because of COVID lockdown. All right, so this guy named Energy Cowboy says that. And I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe. But I doubt it. And I responded to that. And I said, I took that and I say, okay, let me receive that salvo and say, Biden's shutting down the Keystone Pipeline construction on day one of his presidency at a time when prices were anticipated to climb due to COVID has got to be the dumbest decision one could make regarding inflation, supply chain, and pandemic recovery. You know, at a time, and I remember uh, also Obama did the same thing in the wake of the housing collapse in 2008. Back when our country was reeling from a financial, a historic financial collapse, a historic financial collapse, he wants to, then he wanted to raise the taxes and strangle is basically a dying patient. And he wants to take a pillow and say, breathe harder and put it over your face. Like you need more oxygen, not less. Let the markets decide what the the markets need. But that's not what the liberals want to do. They want to meddle in everything. They want to control everything. And we end up with unintended consequences like bricks that we're going to talk about a little bit today as well. And why not talk about it? One of the issues that's coming out, you know, because Biden met with Modi Modi, uh, from India in a teleconference, but... um, BRICS could mitigate economic crisis, urges Russia foreign minister. And not just that, but with Finland and Sweden getting coming into NATO, that's going to make Russia even more aggressive. That's going to divide the lines even greater. Why, why would they accept Finland and Sweden and reject Ukraine? Of course, they're going to bring in Ukraine too. And, you know, in part, I think it's in part because Putin stepped into some traps, walked into some traps and advanced the crisis. And by advancing the crisis, never let a good crisis go to waste. By advancing the crisis, what he has done is he's sped up the new world order. And that's why we're started to hear Biden talk about this new world order. It's almost as if Biden did exactly what Tulsi Gabbard said he was doing, which is he wants the war. The military-industrial complex wants the war. 
Uh, you got Jake Sullivan now saying we are going to be directly conf- in conflict with Russia and arming their adversaries. And they're calling for a stronger NATO, and that's threatening Russia. And that's causing Russia to look at its bag of tricks. And the bag of tricks, the unintended consequences, are going to be a new alliance, the central banks of BRICS countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. That's BRICS. Okay. The central banks of BRICS, again, Brazil, BRICS, right? Russia, India. So Brazil is B, Russia, R, India, I, C, China, South Africa, S, BRICS, have already agreed to conduct the fifth test of a banking mechanism that will allow them to jointly pull alternative currency reserves to shield their economies from outside shocks. So Russia Finance Minister Solomonov said on Saturday that the five BRICS countries could mitigate the backlash of Western sanctions against Russia on their economies by pulling their efforts and using a range of financial instruments as their dispo- at, the, at their disposal. The currency crisis is man-made and BRICS countries have all the instruments necessary to mitigate its consequences for the national and globalist global economies. So the Russian foreign minister, finance minister, was cited as saying, Lavrov is the foreign minister, but yeah, Silovov, um, saying the Russian finance ministry. The ministry blamed economic sanctions on Russia for destroying the foundation. Now, you know what else is you have China, now, I don't have anything nice to say about China, especially in the uh, when, we're, when the world is watching them in their atrocities. Um, their atrocities are just unbelievably inhumane. You know what? And Tucker, I think, uh, covered this last night from what I read. Uh, I didn't watch it. But uh, I got to tell you. You know, this, the, the video footage of people being dragged out this in the name of COVID. People are being dra- drug out of their homes if they have COVID. And their pets are being murdered and slaughtered right out in the street, like on video. And people are screaming out of their windows in these tall high-rise condominium uh, complexes. And it's just extraordinary to see what, what times we're living in. And this comes as COVID, um, COVID, it seems like the only people that are really getting sick about this COVID are the thrice vaccinated. The vaccine almost is like a weakened, it weakened your immune system or something. I don't know. But everybody that seems to be getting sick has been thrice vaccinated. Let's take a look at, listen to uh, Mark Stein, who fills in a lot for uh, Fox News anchors, but now he's got his own show in Great Britain. And let's take a listen. If you're 60 or older, the triple jab are five times more likely to get COVID 
than the unvaccinated. If you're over 80, three jabs provide no statistically detectable protection whatsoever against hospitalization. Oh well, at least the COVID regime has been highly effective as just another government racket. <laughs> so was this all about the money, making, making Big Pharma rich? Was this about population control? Was the pandemic released to curb population and to help socialist and globalist nations? I mean, there's a lot of different angles you could look at this from. You know, like I say, these corporate raiders would go in and they would basically take a struggling country, company and they would get rid of all the top-heavy salaries. Generally, these would be older people that would be working in the, working in the corporation. They're kind of like... They're not innovative anymore. They're not as tech savvy. They're not like a young college student. They're not as cheap. They're not as tech savvy. Uh, they've become sort of like a weight, right? But they have experience and they have wisdom. They have temperament and they have leadership skills. Yes, but a corporate raider doesn't see it like that. They get rid of all the people that are near retirement, so they don't have to give out the gold watch. They buy their contracts out. They make them a deal they would like to refuse but can't. And it impacts pensions and it impacts all kinds of things. And they go in and then they break the company apart and they sell it off into pieces. You know, Mitt Romney was good at that through Bain Capital. He did that through Bain Capital. But, you know, we've seen it. That's what corporate raiders do. They buy up companies and buy up stocks and do hostile takeovers and all kinds of stuff. And it's almost like the globalists have done that to the world, whether it's with these needless wars or whether it's with pandemics, which is in essence a bioweapon in the same war. And I think that um, what we're experiencing is a lot of this because we learned that Italy, you know, lost a, a large, a disproportionate amount of elderly. And, and the COVID went after the elderly. And so when you take a look at socialized medicine or Social Security, hey, you know, the Social Security is going broke. We all heard that, right? Hey, guess what? What fixes that? A pandemic that kills the elderly, kills them. A death panel from socialized medicine helps that. It puts a structured limit on how much the government's willing to spend on keeping you alive. That's a death panel. And so when Bill Gates, you know, said new vaccines, socialized medicine, reproductive services, he was talking about abortions, death panels, and vaccines like the ones that are killing people today. Or that aren't helping. And big farmers getting rich. And now Bill Gates is in talks with China with respect to uh, um, agricultural landmass, which Bill Gates is one of the biggest owners of in America, controlling your food. And, and uh, Rahm Emanuel's brother, Ezekiel Emanuel, wanted to be the head of the FDA and he said people shouldn't live past the age of 75. Look it up. He said that. Zeke Emanuel said that. He wants to control your food. 
And he's that radical left winger, you know. And that's why I said yesterday, it's entirely plausible that the people that are supporting this trans and this LBGTQ are are also supporting the climate initiatives because they believe that overpopulation is polluting the earth and that somehow they want to control this population and reduce the population, whether it be through a COVID-style bioweapon, whether it be through pointless and endless wars, perpetual wars. And all the while, every time they pull a trigger in terms of a mechanism, whether it's uh, big pharma or lockdowns that help companies like Amazon, you better believe these big corporations run by other corporations like BlackRock and Vanguard, you better believe that these corporations have a lot of sway in terms of decision-making. And that's why these elections have consequences, and they're very, very important. And that's why we need to get on top of election fraud, especially in America, because America is not even close to believing all this, but they're closer. Because when you have a bunch of people that that basically think that somehow cisgender is normal or that they can't read and write because they don't speak the language, whether you're an illegal migrant or you're a uh, trans uh, mental, you know, I think it's a mental disorder. Because, you know, you look at the suicide rates of trans people. It's so much higher. And again, that's not outside influence in, uh, hurting them. That's their own demons inside their own body. You know, for the a senior official at Disney to say, I have a pansexual and a transsexual children means that something is going on in that household because the statistics aren't with her. When she says that, the statistics aren't with her. <clears throat> But this BRICS is one thing, but there's a lot more unintended consequences. I wanted to get into this one tweet I I did, and I've covered this before. Um, We're going to start to move along and get into some different subjects. But um, I said this one. I said, screw up Afghanistan, import refugee voters, create incentives for Putin aggression, advance green initiatives as fossil fuels spike, push Russia and China together, create the need for a counterbalanced New World Order alliance monopoly where governments gain more control over the people. And basically what that's about is these crises, the BRICS versus the Five Eyes versus the NATO versus, you know, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, Um, you know, all these different things, um, these groups, they're getting larger. Soon Finland and Sweden will be in NATO. Ukraine will be in NATO. Next thing you know, it's larger. We had a thing for that. We called it the Sherman Act. It was the antitrust uh, measures. We broke up the baby bells for similar reasons back in the 70s and 80s. <clears throat> and the concept there was too big to fail and monopolies, too few people controlling too many people, right? 
Not enough representation, not enough balance. Well, this is what's happening in this new world order. You're going to have two factions because you're never going to have one faction. It's never going to be a one world order. It's going to be a new world order. And you're going to basically have the West and the East. And you're going to have a war at odds with each other. Believe me, that's going to result in the global uh, a world war of all world wars. And what do they win in the end? Because nobody's ever going to be able to run the world. Not one person. But they're going to be bigger conglomerates, bigger consortiums to where your representative, say you're Jim Jordan out of Ohio, and you say, Jim, Congressman Jordan, I would like you to do this, this, and this. And he's going to be like, okay, that sounds great. And then he's going to take it to a vote. Congress is going to have to answer to Brussels. And Brussels is going to have to answer to the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum is going to be making sure everything's copacetic with the World Health Organization. And all of them are going to have meetings at the United Nations and the International Monetary Fund and making sure that things are feasible in terms of budgets and rules and regulations and acceptance and guidelines and all kinds of stuff. And Jim Jordan's going to be a crumb when it's all said and done. The problem is, is that our founding fathers, you know, I guess didn't see the world in such a way as it is right now. And they, you know, and and that's why I think in some ways, leave us alone and don't try to fix what's not broken. We have a great system here in America. It's the best in the world. It's what made us the superpower and the great country that we are. And we saw what can happen in such a little bit of time with Donald Trump just coming in and fixing things, getting rid of ISIS, getting rid of the military-industrial complex, calling them out, calling out the fake news and the liberal top brass at the seventh floor of the Pentagon. Now, there's actually not seven floors in the Pentagon, but... um, the top brass at the Pentagon. I was thinking the seventh floor of the FBI. But in any case, you get the idea that the wheels of government are so radically liberal, it's not even funny. So, I want to get to this next story. Now, the next one is... uh, and then I think we're I've been I've been looking for the inflationary numbers as well. I want to see if I could find that. And then we have Hunter Biden uh that we wanted to talk about. There was a couple of reports that inflation soared over the uh let's see, over the past year as its fastest pace in more than 40 years. This is Associated Press with costs for food, gas, housing and other items wiping out the pay raises that many people have received. The consumer price index jumped to 8.5%. That's exactly what I was predicting in the past year. Wow. 8.5 from 7.9. That's absolutely insane. That's insane. All right. I want you to hear this. 
this was the clip I was looking for. Europe is headed toward Europe is headed toward, uh, and then we're going to take a caller re- really quick. Hold on. Um, in just a moment, I'm going to read this, and then we're going to take this caller. Uh, Europe is headed towards a cynical regime of mass surveillance and control. We are turning into China, and if we don't prevent the induction introduction of compulsory vaccination in Aust- Austria, Europe will no longer be part of the free West. Thank you for uh, so. So this is um, Eva. Oh, I love this woman, by the way. Um, I've been following her. She's super brilliant. Let's take a These listen. people are aware of the fact that our constitutional rights are being set aside without an end date and that we're heading towards a new system, a tyrannical regime of mass surveillance and control. And this is not just a hunch. This is all part of a bigger plan. This is something people who are watching right now can actually go and look up. Um, what's very important for the American audience to know is that we've had this digital COVID pass in place in Europe, which is basically like a QR code on your phone that grants you access to everyday life, like to bars, restaurants, etc. It's completely bind to your VAX status. And this is all part of a European project issued by the European Commission that is basically surrounded around this idea of a European digital identity. So this will not stay just linked to your vaccination status. This will encompass taxes. This will encompass your medical records apart from your vaccination status, your bank information. So basically, we already have a system in place right now that is very close, or at least reminds us of the beginning phases of a social credit system. We are literally turning into China. That's crazy, isn't it? And caller, you're on the air. Yeah. Hey, Scott. It's Rick uh, from near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I didn't want to interrupt your show too much, but I just wanted to share about what Brian um, Artist, Dr. Brian Artist, has said in his latest interview with Stu Peters. And he mentioned that Moderna was starting up a new company that was using, you know, snake venom as an antidote, and they're putting together a new company in California, and it's also backed by the military. And um, he also mentioned that on the CDC website, they're monitoring water in some 56 locations or so, and they can tell when a COVID outbreak is going to happen by just saying how much COVID-19 is excreted into the water system. And he said, you know, five days later, you can guarantee that there's going to be a, an outbreak. Huh. However, Brian Artis says that is completely backwards because after people have had COVID, um, they're resistant to it. And so what they're doing is they're putting stuff in our water system that is making people get COVID. So they're, they're sort of feeding the narrative that it, the water can tell when people are going to get COVID, which is true. They're actually telling us what they're doing. And if you watch this latest interview, it's on Rumble by, by Dr. Brian Artis and Stu Peters. And uh, he says what they put in our water is, is snake venom. And that's what's making everybody sick. All the symptoms of COVID-19 all has to do with snake venom. And that's where the antidote is. I wonder if there's a a way to study that and figure out, okay, where you think the snake venom is. Because, see, 
like I live in a city where there's a in a high rise, and uh, you know I, I it's like and maybe there's a water filtration system. You know, it, it's 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 kind of an interesting subject, but I just wonder, you know, like if you have a really good water filtration system, would you be preventing your body from getting that? Well, see, see, a snake bite is not um, deadly if you have the anti-venom. And if you noticed, um, Dr. Brian Artis was against the, um, what was it called, those um, antibody, anti-monoclonal, or what, what's it called? Yeah, I anti- what call it. Micro, yeah anti-monoclonal antibodies. Yes, he was always against it. And then he found out that it was the CDC who was against it and banning it. If you notice... Um, the the Biden administration has banned a- right. antibody monochromos, or they and, took um, control of the supply. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, which is a virtual ban, and and Florida Governor DeSantis was trying to make it readily available to everybody. And the conclusion was that um, that Brian Artis was. He says I got it all wrong. He was he was against it, thinking it was bad. And he said, "Hey, wait a minute! Whatever they're telling us is bad is actually good for us. Like, <laughs> you know, like." You know, like um, yeah, that seems yeah, to be that. the way. You know, if you, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, if you want to really do well in the hedge fund market, uh, the S and P um, got got uh, they they basically got uh, the hedge fund predictions right three out of like a certain number of times, but con- congressional uh, officers, you know, congressional representatives, outpaced the S and P by about three thousand <laughs> percent. In terms of in terms of uh, getting the markets right, in terms of hedge funds, right. Yeah. So, anyway, so so they they put it in your water to get everybody all over the world. They've done this all over the world, and then what they need to do to keep you sick is they need to put it in the vaccines. So they're injecting you with snake poison. Wow, and it is yeah. going to give you respiratory illnesses and everything. What do you think? You know, people get a snake bite; they're going to die because it shuts down their heart, shuts down their organs. Right. And so that's that's the same symptoms that you're getting when when you get. Um, Myo- that's why you get myocarditis, yeah. is because that's a, that's the same that's snake poison. So he said, once you know what the poison is, you can easily neutralize it. Wow. Hey, well, thank you so much. We're running out of time, but thank you for calling okay. in today. Take care. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. All right. So um, in any case, uh, there's a couple of things I just want to play that aren't uh, going to be very seem. It doesn't seem like we're talking about these things, but this is something that uh, Elon Musk said about robots and universal basic income. And it reminded me of what Andrew Yang said. There will be fewer and fewer jobs that a robot cannot do better. What to do about mass unemployment? This is going to be a massive social challenge. Um, and I think ultimately we will have to have some kind of universal basic income. I don't think we're going to have a choice. Universal basic Un- income. Universal basic income. I think it's going to be necessary. So it means that unemployed people will be paid across the globe. Yeah. Because there is no job. Machine, robot is taking over. Um, that, that's simply the, the... And I want to be clear that these, these are not... Uh, things that I think that I wish would happen. These are think, simply things that I think probably will happen. Um, and since, and if, they, if, if, if 
my assessment is correct, and they probably will happen, then we need to say, what are we going to do about it? And I think some kind of a universal basic income is going to be necessary. Um, now, the output, the output of goods and services will be extremely high. Um, so with automation, um, they, will, they will come abundance. Um, there will be, uh, almost everything will get very cheap. Um, the, uh, it's, so it, it's, uh, I think the, the bigger, I think we'll just end up doing a uh, universal basic income, it's going to be necessary. Um, the, the, the harder challenge, much harder challenge is how do people then have meaning? Like a lot of people, they derive their meaning from their employment. So if you don't have, if, if you're not needed, if there's not a need for your labor, how do you, what's the meaning? Do you, do you have meaning? Do you feel useless? These are much, that's a much harder problem to deal with. There will be. Yeah, those are crazy thoughts. And, uh, you know, Andrew Yang was touching upon that. He's the candidate that had math on his lapel. Um, these are going to be challenges. We're going to, and, and you almost have to wonder uh, about this, uh, te- these technologies, like the smartphone. You know, it's not given. It's not saving us time. Number one, and number two, it's it's not freeing our lives. We're we're losing our freedoms, and we have to reevaluate. You know, and there's all this talk about getting on the grid, getting off the grid. And the government hates it when you're off the grid. But at some point, you know, we have to make these very fundamental decisions. You know, I mean, I think I would rather live in a time. Uh, I'm become I'm beginning to understand or realize that I think I would almost rather live in a time without cell phones and computers and do it the old-fashioned way. And I think if you ask a lot of older people, who lived in those times more in most of their life, uh, they would agree. But that's a that's a com- another conversation for another time. I want to thank everybody for tuning into uh, the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out magapack.org. Find out what we're doing to advance America First policies to make America great again. I can assure you we're not endorsing people like uh, Dr. Oz, Okay. Pennsylvania is moving far and far to the right, despite the fact that Philadelphia has restored the mask mandates. And we're fighting against things like that. So if you can, make a nonprofit donation tax-free over at magapack.org. Use Red State over at mypillow.com to purchase your products. And check out my latest substack over at scottadamshow.substack.com. We'll see you next time on the radio. Goodbye, everybody. Just to bury my kids right up to there.